If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. <laughs> Maybe a little guilt's not such a bad thing. True. Starting with, you know, a margarita Some guilty pleasure. at 11 I, in no, the morning. I am totally cool with that. You're because cool with Yeah, because we're going to smile when we drink them. We're going to have a good time. We're totally going that. to. Hi guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And uh, Aggie, congratulations. You're done with Whole30. Thank you. I am done with Whole30. How do you feel? Um, better than everybody. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Just kidding. I feel fine. Uh, so you you ended on Tuesday and then you ate grains on Wednesday and then you I, had to go back to it or something? I think it was Tuesday. I know it was the 17th was like my last day. Yeah. And then, which I, I can't, I guess was Tuesday. I think so. No, it was Thursday. Nope. Because today's the 20th and it's Friday. Today's Friday. Yeah. Okay. No, sorry. I'm feeling like it's Saturday. See, I don't know. I guess it didn't make me mentally sharper. <laughs> I guess not. Um, okay. So it was, yeah, it was Wednesday. So yeah, I ate grains. Well, I ate wheat. Okay. Gluten. So the first one you're supposed to roll reintroduce is if you want you can have like red wine or something or mm. like gluten-free alcohol then you can do non-gluten grains i think and then legumes dairy and and gluten last but i'm a bad girl so i went gluten. straight for gluten because i was like why not just see what the fuss is about and get yeah. it over with and because i don't think i have any gluten is- issues and and you don't because i don't you, yeah uh, and you're supposed to re- reintroduce them one at a time and like, on- so only eat one th- yeah. bad thing at a time? Yeah, you like reintroduce one at a time and then you take two days off in between and you're like, okay, how do I feel? Like, do I feel different? Like, how much do I want to incorporate that into this diet that I've been eating? And then you keep on doing that with like everything and then you just see like, okay, like how did I feel like? Did it make me feel more sluggish? Did it make me feel like I didn't have as much energy? Could I, like, how was I working out after I ate that food? Like, stuff like that. 
Huh. Did I have digestive issues? Did I have this? Because I guess those are the foods that most co- people most commonly have like some issue or another with. Yeah. So you take them all out. You like slowly reintroduce them one at a time. And then you like, you know, pay attention. Like you like take notes as you do it. Like I'm still using my like little notebook and like writing everything like every day, just like a sentence. Like I felt fine basically. Okay. And then you're like, okay, how do I like build my perfect diet? Like what my like, you know, my, my standard basic, like the food I buy at the grocery store, like what I'm going to just like include in my like normal not yeah. like when you're like on vacation or whatever, you can like do whatever you you feel comfortable with. Have you reintroduced anything that you feel is an issue for you that you're going to cut out again? Or Well, I've it, only done... You've only done the gluten. Yeah, because okay. then you have to go back to Whole30 for, for two days. So that's like a whole other month of... It's like two weeks, Jesus yeah. Jesus Christ, that's so I know. Long. But tomorrow I'm doing alcohol and I'm Ooh. so excited. I know. They were like, do... Um, you're supposed to have it for like three meals a day. They're like uh-huh. for every everything. And they're like, of course, except for alcohol. But I was like, oh, no, I'll do it for three meals for alcohol. I don't care. But that's why I chose to do it on a Saturday. So I'm going to have like a mimosa. Yeah. I'm going to have mimosa. some lunch. We're going to do a wine tasting. We're going to do a wine tasting. And then what else for margaritas? Know, just a, yeah, the world's Yeah, margaritas, yeah. whatever. I mean, I'm just going to be like basically on a bender. And then I'm not <laughs> drinking again for like two weeks. So I can that's do whatever right. I want. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I have not been doing any diets except for my the one that I've been talking about, just meaning uh, eating more grains and, and less dairy. Yes. And less, the other thing I'm doing besides the intermittent fasting, which is, again, I'm not doing the crazy version. I'm just not eating between 8 and 10, 8 p.m. and 10 a.m. But I'm not, I'm really trying not to snack at all. Yeah. And I think that is good too. Yeah. Because I just, I get bored and I snack, especially if I'm at home. Mm-hmm. I'll just like grab a, a fistful of Triscuits or whatever. Oh yeah, that's And killer. usually then like it'll be Triscuits with cheese and then that's like the same amount of calories as a whole meal. Yeah. Um, But I have really, I don't know, I weighed myself for the first time in a long time at the gym yesterday mm-hmm. and so now I know. Okay. And so I have a place to start. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And that was weighing myself at a gym. So now I know. Is <laughs> yeah. this. Well, you know what, though? I don't. I have no idea what I weigh. I... Probably, I mean, I think. I don't know. It, it depends on the person. Like, I think I am someone who, like, I, it's hard for me to stick with anything. So I think the, the knowledge of it is actually good for me. Mm-hmm. But I imagine if I had, like, food issues in the other way of yeah. getting really, um, anxious and like and and like upset about it I would not want to weigh myself all the time yeah I get insane like if I like because you know it's like the healthy weight loss is like two pounds a week or whatever and at most most. and it's just like I don't know I feel like if you like if like one time you weigh yourself and you only lost one pound or you didn't lose anything or it's like you could just easily have like gained one pound, which is just like water weight from week to week. Like it doesn't necessarily, you know what I mean? It's oh, not yeah. Always I think you have accurate. to think of it as like a, just an average and just see what where the trend is going rather than care about the numbers the exact number but it's like i that's not how my i can't i get like so obsessed with like that one pound or whatever and i just like it's not even worth it it's just like but i did do measurements okay i measured myself before my whole 30 and after my whole 30 and i lost inches all over every part that i did so i lost like a little bit like an inch or two like half an inch in one thigh and then a full inch in the other thigh which i'm like what the hell i lost like an inch and a half of my waist that's amazing and i lost three inches off my boobs 
which Whoa. is insane and so horrible. Everywhere else, oh. where else it was like one or half. And then, I mean, a huge weight loss. That's the first in, to go. <laughs> the first to go. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I also, I mean, as everyone knows, I have been reading The Plant Paradox by <gasps> Dr. Gundry. Yes. And oh my God. I mean, first of all, I'm just going to say, I know last week uh, when Heather was on the podcast, I said that I wanted to try this plant paradox diet. I am fully rescinding what I said because this man is fucking insane. (laughs) Oh my God, right? He's going to come for us. He, I'm sorry, but like he, I don't even believe he believes this shit. I really, and I, I was a very, I was very naive. I mean, we've been doing this goop podcast for a long time and like, I just maybe assume the best in people. And I assume like, even if these crazy doctors are crazy and their theories are not right, they are coming from a good place of wanting Mm -hmm, to like help people. mm -hmm. And I fully believe now that this guy is, is completely full of shit and uh, super cynical and is just out to like scare people and make money. Yeah. I think it's kind of a cash grab because I think that basically the point of his book is like, these things are going to kill you. And if you want to like, if you want to survive, you need to buy yeah, my it's supplements. All, it's basically. All, yeah, it's all scare tactics. It's all millions of exclamation points and everything. And I assume that the sources for these books are not great, but it, it's just insane. This, like the one that really, I mean, I was already sort of incredulous, but the one that pushed me over the edge was uh, he had an anecdote fully out of nowhere, not sort of even related to like lectins or the main pro- like thing that he's saying, but he said that the more chicken a pregnant woman eats the smaller her son's penis will be that's like a very odd thing yeah so odd and there was a little footnote or like a little you know number next to that and i was like that's extremely strange that he would just say that and so i clicked because i'm reading on the kindle on the footnote it says it just has a link to a video from a site called nutritionfacts.org that was his source and then i looked at the first time I punched it in, it might have been my fault because it said, like, this video does not exist. Okay. And then I, like, Googled nutritionfacts.org and I found the video. But it's just this other crazy guy ranting about chicken and dick size. And I'm like, this is his source for saying this in a book. But isn't that nutritionfacts.org guy, is that the guy, the how not to die guy? I don't know. Because there's another, there's a guy that hates Gundry. Oh, really? And I think that's what his website is called. And he wrote a book that's like another really big health book right now called How Not to Die. And he's got um, an app you can download. And he's got a thing called The Daily Dozen. He's the 100% opposite of Gunji. Oh, yeah. It is The Daily Dozen guy because someone else was talking. I remember looking at that and how that is... uh, not necessarily um, backed by science either, the Dirty Dozen. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, not the Dirty Dozen, the Daily Dozen. He has his own thing. So it's like he's just got – it's like basically his own food pyramid of like you need to eat every day like leafy greens, two kinds of fruit, like three glasses of water. Uh Not three, whatever they say, you know, eight glasses. Like whatever. Like, And he has like 12 of those things that you have to eat every day. And that's the Daily Dozen. And he hates Gundry? Yeah. Well – because, but I think because his whole thing is like being vegan and Gundry's whole thing is like whatever his thing is. Well, Gundry has, he has like um, alternatives for people that want to be vegan. I mean, his main thing is just scaring people and he like contradicts himself. 
uh, about, you know, GMOs and organics. So it's like based on this lectin stuff that like lectins are proteins in a lot of food that he thinks are killing us. But then he branches off into all these like non-lectin related things. And then also like most of his patients or who knows if they're real, but they have like very serious autoimmune issues. They're not like, it's not like just normal wear and tear of your body. Like these are people that, that do have serious uh, debilitating issues. So maybe they do need a very strict diet because of something. But I don't think you can, if you're just like a normal person who wants to, you know, be healthy and lose a little, little weight, like there's no sense of following this guy's stuff. Like, yeah. Um, and then also he, yeah, he, I don't know. He disparages like paleo and keto and all these other, like they're all probably bad for you. Yeah. But, but also like you can tell he knows all these people. They all know each other yeah. and they're all sort of in cahoot. They all have to have yeah. their own little gimmick, mm-hmm. but they're all basically like doing the same thing. And it's all this, like this sort of tacit complicity in like, in staking out your own little claim, your own little like variation on something that's going to make you money. Yeah, I mean, I do get the sense that they're all sort of in cahoots and they love when they have just like totally opposing views, but like different diet plans. Yeah. They like to like play the part of like these wacky doctors having these serious debates about science, but that's not what they're doing. They're just like allowing room for each other to like keep selling their bullshit. Yeah. I, I mean the amount so of the amount of claims he makes in the book that are not sourced is crazy and then yeah, when like you actually most of them aren't even no. sourced and then he'll put one source on like one weird thing and they're in crazy, a sea yeah. of claims it's so bizarre and there's so many medical studies that are going on so like of course there's going to be one study that confirms whatever thing you're shilling because yeah. that's just how science like that's why you have to have a million studies before it's like a, a theory that is that is viable sure. and so you're you're gonna find something that says you know uh you know chicken causes small dick size or that like yeah you know corn causes osteoporosis or whatever he's saying sure um and this is what i don't understand about his argument because i was reading about it and so my understanding is like okay lectins are an anti-nutrient just like fiber is an yeah. anti-nutrient is a term for like something that you eat that's in food that we don't digest we just like pass pass it and then there's a lot of like fear that's been associated to that term because it kind of sounds like it's just because the name of it is anti-nutrient it's not bad it's just because we don't digest we it. don't digest it but people have been people they decided to make it like yeah. a bad thing so And I think his argument is also that, like, fine, people have been eating, obviously, less whole grains, less fruit and vegetables, like, less beans, less of the lectin-containing foods. But we're having more of the lectin symptoms because we're eating meat that's been fed grain and corn. Mm -hmm. Is that his argument? Part of his argument is he basically oversimplifies it. And I I do agree that, like, if you're eating meat that is farm raised that has a bad diet like some of that is going to come through in the meat well but i don't see how that's possible because if lectins are an anti-nutrient meaning your body doesn't absorb it you just pass it then how is it going to be in the meat that you eat well i don't know that he's saying lectins aren't i think lectins are being digested no they're not not. lectins are an anti-nutrient like fiber okay i believe then yeah i don't know uh i he i know simplifies everything in the sense that he's basically saying if you're eating chicken or beef that is that eats corn or grains, you are literally eating those grains, which is not how chemistry works. Like it's the, the molecular structure of a, a piece of protein 
cow protein that was fed grains is not the same molecular structure as the grain itself. Obviously. And, but, it's he's, like, but he's conflating that. Like, yeah. He, yeah. He just like, it's just, I don't know what um, it is, a scare attack. Yeah, it's a scare attack. And, it's, and it, he has his supplements. He has his lectin blocking supplements Which that cost like $70. Which is like so silly. So like if you, you know, eat a slice of pizza, oh God, I better like, I better have one of Dr. Gundry's lectin blocking supplements. But isn't it also because like, I mean, could you... Is his diet sustainable for anybody? The lectin blocking. I mean, idea? like any diet that you do is you are going to lose weight because you're like cutting out food. So I, I I don't think that like his diet per se is that unhealthy. Like it's a lot of you know some you know grass fed protein and and lots of green vegetables and a you know limited amount of um he you know you can eat legumes if you pressure cook them and non gluten uh grains if you pressure a little bit if you pressure cook. So it's like not an unhealthy diet, but just the the scare tax, tactics that he he claims to to sell his books and his supplements is is really irresponsible and and there is just no uh science i mean he like you're you're just reading whole paragraphs of him saying shit and there's not even uh sourcing at all yeah and it's also the kind of thing where there's like just enough truth in it that like people will believe it. Yeah, like if you go by his stuff you are it it, it it probably is sort of healthy for you well and also like lectins are a real thing yeah. before i heard of stephen gundry and this idea i'd never heard of lectins i'd never considered them i read another article about it that said yeah like one time like lectins are a part of plants and like there are lots of different types of lectin and um obviously i don't know what all the different types are but like some things are totally toxic like ricin the yeah that was one of the things he he talks about ricin a lectin, lectin which is like will kill you obviously that's full-blown poison there's um there have been times that people have like eaten undercooked beans and gotten really sick like thrown up because the lectins weren't fully cooked off like that's that's real that's true there are other type of lectins that they haven't fully studied yet that they think might be beneficial for like reducing tumor sizes and like doing other things and like i don't know but it's like there's like a lot of they don't know everything about every single type of lectin. And like, frankly, I don't even know what a lectin is. It's just a type of protein. It's like, it's, yeah. it's just a, a random word that he, that is re like, it is a type of thing, but I think he just sort of chose it at random because it was something that people didn't know anything about. And I think it has enough like scary stuff about it. Like there are certain types that are poisonous and there yeah. are, and like, you know, it's not really digestible. So, yeah, like you, it's easy to point a finger and just be like, I'm going to just make, and it's like associated with gluten. I mean, it's just so easy to be like, oh, this is the thing I'm going to talk about. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, for, uh, Especially because nobody's ever heard of it before. Like most people there, and I'm sure like how many other parts of like plants and beans and fruit and whatever, like what does like a botanist know about or a biologist know about that? Like we've never heard of. Yeah. I mean, cause and so we just many don't... of them are probably not digestible. And like, no. Yeah. And you know, they just can make up anything that they want that like, this is going to kill you yeah. and people are going to believe it. Cause we just know what we're told. We don't like, we're not like scientifically literate as a culture. Yeah. And it seems plausible enough. Like because people are used to now, like, gluten being bad or whatever like this is on that same continuum so like a modern person who seems relatively educated about their health can read this book and at first glance be like oh this sort of makes sense yeah um, which is like why when he was on the goop podcast last week i know i was like wow like and i knew this guy was an idiot before him but i i was he sounds 
Um, he does not sound like a crazy person. He he's very convinced of his uh, own truth, and he um, yeah, he just seems like some like someone with authority. Even though uh, when you read his book, but that being said, I everyone who's listening to this, I'm not saying buy the book because I don't want to fucking give him any more money. But go to your nearest bookstore and steal this book and read it because it's so entertaining <laughs> i bought it you bought yeah I'm i have it right, right here now, big hard yeah cover, cover it's so entertaining to read it's, it's so, so fun funny to read it's so fucking crazy it's so wild it's I so crazy it. i mean it's like that's how we sell because i think that he's guessing that like most people aren't even gonna buy the book yeah. or something or that they're not really gonna pay attention to it because like this i mean he just sounds so off the wall yeah he, i don't know uh oh man yeah but Wow. All right. Yeah. All right. So that's our hot take on Gendry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think yeah. I, the people that listen to this podcast are really smarter than us and would have realized this anyway. Yeah. But, the people uh, that listen to this yeah. podcast know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get into this really fucking boring newsletter. Okay. Um, did, did you even have a best? What was your best? Yeah, I had a best. Yeah. It was Megan Tries It. Okay. So Megan, this week, this was in the Monday, she decided to recreate the goop in goop health experience at home, which I was like, wow, that is crazy. Like, that's sort of weird. It was so weird because the last goop health conference was in New York in like December. So it's yeah. just odd that she would finally be talking about it now, months after Well, the so she's talking about it because like tickets for the new one are going to go on sale yeah. like in two days or okay. something. So it's like she's just like was forced to write or something about it so she was like so i just like set up pillows she keeps going back to all these pillows she's setting up and she's like using essential oils and it just seems like she sat on a pillow and like burned some incense basically i mean and put some like oil on her toes and pretended there were like different booths with things like did, they, she, did she like walk around her apartment like, like yes with her pillows and her pets and her like poor husband is probably there her husband came later and she like put oil on his toes yeah, yeah i was like kind of thinking like is she like in like a delusional she's stupor? a little looney tunes i love her but she's yeah i mean just in that cute. one part yeah. i was like that's so crazy but it was also like kind of funny and charming and yeah. i was just like that sounds nice like she brought she broke out her like kit of different oils and she was like playing yeah yeah she's like playing house playing <laughs> yeah. goop at playing home. goop summit but, like you must you must be so bored you work at goop full-time like we you know we work at goop in Part-time. our own heads like <laughs> yeah, yeah we're a few like hours living a week. that lifestyle like, yeah. too yeah. yeah but like she has to be at the office 40 hours a week and then she goes home and does more goop i, I mean, mean god if i worked there i would be just like smoking crack as soon as oh, i got home yeah. i would be like the low like bottom barrel of the basement like rolling in the gutter like su- i need filth to god, balance that out whenever i'm around super healthy people for long periods of time that's all i want to do is just yeah. smoke crack by in myself. their face yeah or alone yeah whatever yeah um, we don't really smoke no crack. we don't <laughs> um, <laughs> um i did have a second cold brew today though i know um oh man oh so yeah the new uh goop health conference is coming up we are going to pester them again and we're ask gonna for tickets. ask nicely uh, and beg yeah desperately we're we're I'm not, we're not going to not take no for an answer because we're definitely going to take no for an answer, but well, we're going to try not to. the answer that we'll get if we're so lucky to get an answer, an answer at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, come on. All right. Please, well, yeah, Goop. We'll email them. We really want to go. And really look at all this great publicity. I know. And we're not like rich, like Jen Gunter, who can just buy a $500 just ticket fly and fly out across to New York country. Just as a joke. Yeah. We're or so taking she gets a couple seriously. likes on Twitter or exactly. whatever they have faves. Oh God! Oh God! Please let us go. Come on! If Please. Gunter was there, we belong I there. Know. Um. So, oh God, my best. So boring. Um. Yeah. 
but it did sound good. It was not, it didn't even make the newsletter. It was just on the website. Um, and it was a recipe for cold Dan Dan noodles. Oh yeah. Um, I saw that too. And it looked good. It looked good. Like I always, cause sometimes, um, you know, I want to pack a lunch if I'm out all day and I don't want to like have fast food or something unhealthy mm-hmm. or expensive. So, and I usually, you know, pack some beans or grains or sometimes a sandwich, but this looks like a good alternative. It's uh, Dan Dan noodles, which are like a Sichuan, um, sort of spicy peanut noodle. And this it's it's a recipe without a lot of, um, you know, exotic ingredients or whatever. So you can yeah, it buy, it, buy it all at a regular grocery store. So it just uses um, spaghetti, peanut butter, sambal olek, tamari, um, a little garlic and cucumber and cilantro. Wait, what's sambal olek? It's just that, you know, like it's the same brand as sriracha, that rooster brand, but it's oh. in the little tub. It's just the red chili. Oh, it's just that. Yeah, it's, okay. it's you could get it at any grocery store. Do you it's think just, you could just like use sriracha if yeah, you had it? Sure. Okay. Yeah, any hot sauce would oh, work. Oh, okay. Uh, and then I would add, if I could get my hands on it, some Sichuan peppercorn because I think mm. like a real Dan Dan noodle has lots of Sichuan peppercorn, mm. but I get it that they don't want to put that in the recipe because it's a little harder to get yeah no that looked really good and i especially like that it just used like whole wheat spaghetti or yeah. i don't know if it said whole wheat. it just says spaghetti not yeah. even whole wheat. It just and, like, yeah um, and peanut butter uh i mean yeah peanut like i feel like americans don't use peanut butter in a savory way a lot not very often um, but it's like making a fucking a peanut, Asian peanut sauce, sauce is so, good. so good oh my god oh but you know what i did i made that sun butter sauce that you told me about, oh, that yeah. sun butter saute sauce. Uh-uh, I'm with you. The sun sun butter is gross. not good. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like um, it. I don't like the flavor that much. And it also, like the sun butter brand is super processed. So it tastes it tastes like Skippy, like a bad version of Skippy or something. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, it's not, I like, I don't know. I don't mind like a, that type of peanut butter if you're just having like a old school peanut butter sandwich. Sure. But if I'm cooking with it, I want something that's just peanuts more yeah it um, just had a very because i got the unsweetened one oh yeah and it just tasted like i can't it tasted gray <laughs> that's yeah. the only way like it tastes like a just gray mush that was just and i love every nut butter like yeah. i love well, that's not even so a nut, nut it's a seed i think yeah. that's purely sun butters for schools with peanut allergies and that's the only reason that sun butter exists because you can like bring it to school yeah because like no one's allergic because no one's allergic to sunflower seeds yeah yeah i um yeah i tried to like make a make it like on whole 30 for like a sun peanut sauce it didn't really work out yeah um what was your worst i mean i hate to even say it because it's not even interesting enough to talk about but it really was so boring that i just chose the skid the skid <laughs> kid screen time article oh yeah Ugh, was, what a snooze fest yeah it was so bad i didn't even want to talk I about mean, it i mean here's but. i know because <laughs> brian came over and he's like there's no way we're gonna talk about this and i was like well it's my worst he's like fine but i just the, i couldn't not have it be my worst yeah. it was terrible it was i mean but here's the thing it actually is probably good if you have kids and you like care about that. But as a person who has no children and doesn't care about kids using iPhones, like this was a total snooze. It was impossible to get through. And it was very long. Yeah. I mean, I guess like when we were growing up, it was mostly just, you know, TV. And then when we got a little older, it was the internet. And um, like my first thing was like pagers. Like when I was oh, in yeah. middle school, everybody had to get a pager. My but, sister had a pager. Yeah, yeah. I had a pager. Um, And but yeah i don't know parents you just sort of limited the amount of time that you could be in front of a screen because there weren't like portable screens that you could sneak they could watch they like knew if your tv was on in the living room now i get like that it is tougher but i just think i don't know if a kid (laughs) kid's gonna be a good kid they can watch as much garbage as they want if they're bad 
it doesn't watching the garbage isn't going to make them any well, better. I think it's about like okay, like when do they get an iPhone? When do they yeah. get like access to like all of these weird, you know, social media accounts and whatever? Because like. Who the hell knows? We didn't grow up with that stuff, so we don't have any sort of template for like when do yeah. you give let your kids start doing this? So I don't really know. I mean, I think and the way that they sort of described it was I thought it sounded good where like they I mean, I think the person that they interviewed actually was like a a real like yeah, family counselor. Very like reasonable. It was he, just boring. He read. wasn't crazy, which yeah. was like the main part that I was so bad because he yeah. wasn't insane. But he said that he thought that the earliest you would ever give your kid a, a smartphone is 10 but he was but like not saying to do it at 10 but just saying like that's the absolute earliest you should ever do it and then when they get it when they first get the phone it's not like their phone you keep it and you give it to them for when like a certain yeah. period of time and then you take it back so it's like not something that they have you know all, always have access to i guess until they're like that in high school totally or junior reasonable. high or whatever yeah that like you would wait until high school to really give them that kid. freedom but again like i don't know we're not parents so this is just like no idea not, really uh not part of our lives i know because for me when i think about it like if i had just thinking like who i was in like junior high or when i was a child because that's because i don't have kids i always yeah. just think about myself yeah so that's i do too yeah yourself as the kid the yeah. kid but like like me having an iPhone in high school, which just to be clear, they did not exist yet. But like if I had one in high school, it would have been fine. I would have just like used it to like talk to my friends and stuff like that. And like pro possibly and probably cyberbully, but like not like posted like sexy pictures or anything. Yeah. But um, in junior high, uh, no, like I would have been like sex trafficked. Wow. Like I would have done something so insane when I was in junior high with it. Like you like I like that for you. But it's like that's a hard age because it's like they're definitely old enough that like they want that responsibility, but they're way too young. And th I just I don't yeah, know. No like that would freak me out. The, no sense of consequences. And like it's so scary for like teen young teenage girls where it's like they're like perverts who are like starting to perceive you as this like sexual thing, but like you don't understand that yet. And like, you don't understand all of the implications of it yet. Yeah. Or at least that was my experience as like a 13 year old. Yeah. Girl. And so like, you just want to be this like super like sexual, like looking thing constantly, but you don't get that. It's not like that. It's like real to people. If that makes any yeah. sense. Well, cause you see, you can see, you see the, the, the power that you have. Yeah. Uh, when you are viewed starting to be viewed sexually, but without the implications of how you can be totally victimized by it. Or like, yeah, or like what it even, you just see the power, but you don't see, yeah, you don't yeah. see the other side of it. You don't see anything. You don't see what it really is. Oh my God. Yeah, it's like, I'm scary. so afraid of like ever having a daughter. <laughs> my God. Um, um, but anyway. maybe by the time we have kids, like, It'll be a post-apocalyptic world. And oh, be no. we're not having kids. Yeah, I mean, are you kidding me? The world's going to end in like <laughs> one and a half years. That's good. Good yeah. for all of us. Um, so, oh God. Oh, my worst was the video oh with <laughs> Gwyneth making a margarita with one of her favorite, I am coining this word, sylphs, chef. I would I'd like, like to, to fuck. <laughs> Uh, Seamus Mullen, he's back. He's um, back. He's grain free. Literally, <laughs> the first always. image of them is her with like her arms around him, behind him, and they're both like taking a selfie yeah. together, and she giggles. And so this was a uh, 
it was a video called Real. It's like a new. I guess they've done this before. Real men eat goop. It's just which like, is like such a disgusting. It's so stupid. That's what they called the one with the guy who's married to the model. Fuck, that's bad. And he was in the. I think he was in Jesus Christ Superstar that I didn't watch. And oh, he made John wings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just when straight who's guys he are on to? Uh, Chrissy, Chrissy Teigen. Teigen. Yeah. When straight guys are on goop, they have to call it real men eat goop because I guess they think men are uh, would never watch or I don't I guess they know don't I mean I really think it's a cunnilingus reference in some way oh, I, I think, think it has to because it's like real men eat go- oh, I don't know boy. that's what I think it is and I could be wrong but I'm probably not no I'm sure that some yeah I'm sure you're right yeah Um. so this one was sponsored by Cointreau <laughs> yeah. which is like the ingredient you know the ingredient the orange liqueur that goes into margaritas so they just yeah, like, it's like what else I don't know what else you do with yeah it. so they just like made a margarita and then they both made like sad different like fish tacos really because gross. he is totally Totally grain free because yes. I think he has celiacs or something. No, he just like he's not. I don't think he has celiacs. Oh. I could be wrong, but I think he was just like a hard partying chef. Because I reread that healthiest yeah. thing. That remember that profile, and we both read I it. I remember when it him. Hurts. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, was he was just partying too much. He was partying too much, and he was like in the hospital. I think he was like pre diabetic. Okay, something. he may be celiac, but he didn't say that in the in the God. Thing. So the, they made uh, a shrimp taco with jicama instead of a taco shell, mm-hmm. which they, I've seen. I've been looking at lots of pictures sad. of those the last thirty days. I'll tell you, what, <laughs> but I have not made one. And then he made like a mahi mahi one, but um, that one was fine because it didn't have like a fake shell yeah. or anything it was just a piece of fish with whatever mangoes on it which um, sounds good he he seems like an i used to go to his uh tapas restaurant in new york um before his i guess health breakthrough and it was yeah. just like a good you know pretty traditional like spanish tapas plate like sort of yeah. trendy but like fun yeah he's a spanish chef um yeah but i mean yeah i don't want to sex shame any gwyneth behavior because she's her own woman but yeah i don't wild. yeah but she's she's wild around these people i she's, <laughs> I, this was my saddest. Oh yeah, I because I thought that she just seemed really down in the dumps. I huh. didn't think she seemed like her normal self in this one. I think she seemed like she was like already drunk or like she had a stomach ache or something. Maybe like yeah, well, she was just acting really like sad and reserved. I don't know. I wonder. Yeah, now that you say that, I didn't notice that, but she did seem because it was eleven. And they made a point to say they're having margaritas at eleven in the morning. She seemed like tired. Maybe she's. I'm sure she's overworked. I think she's overworked. She has the new Avengers movie coming out. Yes. In, oh my God. I'm so excited. Wait, she's not married yet. She's just engaged. Has, have they had a wedding? I don't know. I don't think so. We would know. Oh my God. They did. When is their wedding going to be? They've been for so long. I just think of her as being married to that guy. Yeah. But I don't know. But yeah, she seemed tired. She also like was, I mean, she doesn't, a lot of times she doesn't wear a lot of makeup and stuff. She's so beautiful. She can get away with it. But like this That's one. That's nice of you to say. She seemed like a little, Yeah. She Born. just seemed, yeah, like, she seemed weird. And I was like, hmm. oh, my God, Gwyneth, are you okay? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I bet she's just tired. She has a lot of real many goop videos to turn. I wonder if she just, like, does it once a month. Well, they only do, like, one a month, so. Yeah, if that. Yeah, she <laughs> it's probably. It's not like, yeah, like a game show where they shoot five episodes a day or, like, a um, reality show where, it's like, they shoot the whole season in three weeks. It's possible, though. Um, Anything's possible with her. But. I wish, you know what, Seamus Mullen, if you're listening, please come to LA and open up uh, Bocaria. That was your the, your restaurant. Mm. Please open one up here because mm. there's not good Spanish tapas in LA. Um, Unless you're going to pay a million dollars to go to Jose Andres' place. Yeah. I just want a casual, relatively inexpensive place where I can get a tortilla española, some gambas, and some sangria at yeah. a reasonable price. If you want to get tapas here, you have to go to like a weird place. It's not like not really tapas, like a small place. Yeah, kind of I, like- no, I want traditional spanish 
I, we can get small plates anywhere in LA, but I want traditional Spanish tapas in a fun environment yeah. that's not kitschy Me and don't. a good happy hour with a lovely sangria and just a regular old tapas menu where you can, you could be a date night, it could be out with your friends and you're going to only spend, you know, 30 or $40 a person. That's all I want. God damn it. I want that too. And you know how to do that. Shamus you know money. how to do it. You had Shamus. three of them in, in Please, New York. Seamus. I don't even care that much. <laughs> I'm just getting on the bandwagon. Um, Mm. Oh, so that was that was your saddest. My saddest. What was yours? Or well, my favorite? my craziest was the Ask Anne. Um, Anne is the little known <laughs> worker at Goop is the fashion. Oh owner, yeah, and she occasionally has um, you know a jean style ad- advice column. But this was about Mother's Day gifts, and the things that she recommends to give your mother is fucking Wait, insane. you thought so? They were, well, first of all, they were so, I mean, everything at Goop is expensive, but oh. like, I'm going to buy my mother a $3,600 David Yerman silver cuff. Can I just tell you something? It's so funny because, I mean, that was expensive, but some of the things were like less expensive, like two, $300. And it just made me feel really bad about myself. Like, I should be able to give my mother something like this, but I can't. I mean. Is that horrible? That was how I walked away feeling from that. I I love my mother very much, but I'm not going to spend more than like fifty or seventy five dollars on a Mother's Day gift. Yeah, I mean, I, hope, but, I, hope, and I, hope I don't know if she's listening to this one or not, but she knows. I mean, I'm in no I'm in no financial position to buy a three hundred and seventy five dollar G label Tracy puff sleeve button down. Nor always, would my mom want one. No, I always spend like really not a lot of money on my parents, both of them, for every gift. I mean, like, like less real, than fifty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like low ball it because I'm like you. You, you have the money. Yeah. Like I don't. Mm, like, I think that's fine. That's the thought know. that counts. A five hundred and twenty dollar Hermes like that, Panama hat. Oh, and then but then the scarf was the one I want. That like little um, handkerchief is so sure. cute. But that was um, like three hundred dollars. A three hundred and seventy dollar Gucci fake flower pin. Yeah, that was not good. Uh, so these, I mean, it's these Mother's really Day gifts are insane. That's all. Yeah, I'm it's like if you're rich and your mom is rich and like. Uh, eccentric if your mom is like an eccentric well, it's rich like lady the rich lady who has everything it's like just buy her some more crap to throw on her pile <laughs> yeah. of shit that she has oh hey this is not expensive but a cookbook from jack's wife frida which is like a, a trendy restaurant in new york that like oh. most mothers are not going to make themselves like complicated trendy recipes it just seems like an odd like wouldn't you do like a simple, like an Alice Waters book or something. Like I don't you know. My mom loves to get like my oh. mom's into stuff like that. She okay. she Maybe loves I'm just all the of my new. Mom. If like, it's more than four ingredients, she's not making it. I got my mom for last um, whatever holiday. <laughs> I don't know that um, cherry bomb that cookbook of like all the female oh, chefs okay. and oh, yeah. that was like. I mean, there. I don't know exactly who was in it, but I feel like it was definitely like a. What's her name? Like Jessica Cos from Squirrel, Jessica Coslow type of chef yeah, yeah. in there. Like my mom would type- never make any yeah. of those recipes. I mean, neither would mine really, but she just like would want to have it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. A one more. I'm gonna say the um, toothpaste bag for forty two hundred and fifty dollars. There's a toothpaste bag. It says Valextra Passepartout toothpaste medium bag. Wait, is it for toothpaste? Or I is think it just it's just called, called, a, tooth- called a toothpaste bag. Let me see. It looks just like a purse. Oh, yeah. I think it's just called a toothpaste bag. Yeah, it's not just... That's just the name of it. Got it's it. not a bag for your toothpaste, although that would be great. Either way, I'm not buying it. I like it. It's cute. Yeah, but it's too expensive. Um, Well, we're already at that time again. <laughs> what would you try? <laughs> Wait, try? Right? Or buy? 
Try. Oh my try. God. Yeah, I had buy, I had it the wrong way. All right. In Ask Jean on Monday, she wrote about her, or not Ask Jean, it was uh, Jean Godfrey's Guide. And she wrote about her favorite pink Himalayan sea salt. Oh. And yeah. I'm not a Himalayan sea salt person. I don't really get it. I actually, like, I love kosher salt and that's what I use on everything. When I use the Himalayan salt, I like, I just, I don't think it's as flavorful. And I also have it in a grinder, so it, like, comes mm. out thinner. And, like, I just don't think it does as nice a job of, like, coating. And I don't really get the big deal with it. But she said that she likes to put it on chocolate chip cookies. And I was like, actually, that sounds like it would both be pretty and delicious. So I think I would try putting pink Himalayan sea salt crystals on top of a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, I, I think most salt, the only thing that really is important is, like, the texture of it. Yeah. Whether it's, like, flaky or granular. Like, I the different so kinds of salt. Like, people say that the pink Himalayan has all this mineral content. I don't mm, really think I don't it think so. does. And it's very heavy. Um, I yeah, I like it on certain things, but I think it mostly is a gimmick and it's just because it's pink and pretty. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. And especially if you're going to like put it like as like a finishing salt on like oh, something sure. you baked, like of course, like that would be like a more fun choice. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I would use it. Um, I, yeah, I love when Jean talks about like food products because you can tell she's so out of her element. Whereas like with beauty products, like she knows what she's talking about. Yeah. But with food stuff, she um, it, she's really sort of like a beginner. Well, she you can like tell she falls really for cook. gimmicks, yeah, it much. seems like. Like she just sort of like likes things that seem glamorous and that goes for food as well as, you know, yeah. lotion and shit. Um, so the thing I would try... It was another Mother's Day idea, which was taking... Well, I'm not going to take my mother there because I can't afford it. But no. there's this restaurant in LA called Vespertine. Yes. Which is like this insane, um, like postmodern, crazy restaurant that I think... I mean, some people say the food's really good, but I think it's more about the experience. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so they were profiling it. Uh, it honestly seems like the worst place to take your mother unless your mother is like this... like chic 60 year old gallery owner who like yeah. loves like crazy things actually i think my mother did it oh. <laughs> i think she may have gone she's made it, you really yeah. i think so but they go to like every restaurant yeah, like they, you're, yeah your parents, and your parents live in la and they go to all the they cool go to all the that restaurants yeah um but i just want to read a little bit this is not from goop but this is from uh jonathan gold who's the uh la times food critic his review Checking in with valet before dinner is required, says an email sent to you before your dinner, as this member of our team is integral to your experience. You hand off your keys. You walk past a watery ditch lined with shattered rock whose cracks ooze green light. You are led into an elevator in the rust-colored steel structure. You are let off in the kitchen and a bowing con. Con is the chef. Uh, you climb stairs to an airy at the top, set in, settle into low couches, sip at a concoction of white vermouth garnished with a purple passion fruit flower. This is the first of many flowers you will see tonight. You will recognize none of them. Oh, God. And then it goes from there. If you guys like to read uh, restaurant reviews, this one is insane. It's fun to wow. read. Wow. I want to try that so I wanna go. It, like if I had money to just sort of spend on crazy restaurants, I would definitely want to go here. Yeah. Because um, it just seems so weird. Yeah. And apparently like the, the soundtrack that they play is just like this droning like yeah. insane music yeah that like is like the opposite of what a restaurant would it's like would... very unpleasant yeah, yeah yeah the whole experience seems very, very unpleasant. awful and i'm desperate to <laughs> i go. know yeah well let's yeah let's save up money and let's do a kickstarter <laughs> kickstarter another kickstarter oh god um wow. all Wait, right how much is it uh well it it starts at 250 a person but you know you that those things the, you add drinks wine. and you add everything it's gonna be like Five. probably 500 a person yeah, yeah. Um, what would you buy? 
I would buy these this new line of Spanx, the new Spanx. Oh yeah. So this they had a big interview with like a female entrepreneur who um started a like shapewear, I guess it's called or whatever clothes that make you look thinner, <laughs> and she like Drew Barrymore is somehow involved. I don't know. But the, Drew, the the products that Drew Barrymore's name is on are more like loungewear, like sweatpants and stuff. And then this woman also is selling these like form shapey dress things. Mm. I don't know. Whatever. There's a bodysuit and a dress and I want both of them. Bodycon. That's what it's called. Bodycon. So I'm going to, I really, and they're not that expensive. And I actually need one to go under this like white dress that I've had forever that's like completely see-through and I've needed like a good slip to go under it for a long time and then um the I love wearing in the summer like a like a bodysuit and shorts and this one is like cute and it's slimming and they're like yeah we just wear it with pants so this you you can wear it as clothes you don't necessarily wear it I mean you wear it underneath but I think you could wear the body like the like I think you could wear the bodysuit yeah. as like a shirt. And this is what women like wear now instead of a slip. Yeah. It's like, or it's obviously not like a girdle or a corset. It's, it's like, like a combination modern, of a yeah. girdle and a yeah. slip, basically. Uh, and they have them for men, so, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, Spanx. It's yeah, like so Spanx, Spanx yeah. but it's like, I think it's like more like natural. Okay. It's not like, and it doesn't look hideous and it just sort of looks like regular underwear. Yeah, because Spanx look like you're wrapped up in like a brace almost. I mean, yeah, it's like, you yeah. know what, if you see someone wearing Spanx, like, you know that she's wearing yeah. Spanx. Um, yeah, that seems like a good business. Like Spanx, but you can wear them out and you can show them to people. Sort of like Lululemon did with yoga. Yeah. Like just sort of making them cool. Yeah. To just wear. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the thing I would buy was... Uh, oh, was it part of the Mother's Day thing? I don't remember. But it's... um. It's basically this, it's called Sleep Inner Beauty Powder. Oh, I think that was in Megan. Oh, that was, you're right. That was yeah. in Megan's... Um, at home goop con. Yeah. Uh, so it's not really to help you sleep. It's like, um, it's basically like a, a golden milk powder. Yeah. So it's like turmeric and ginger and stuff. And you just mix it with almond milk. And it seems like, I don't know, ever since we went to um, this fancy health food store, Erewhon yeah. a while ago, and I bought like a $10 golden milk. Yes. It was so good. And I want to start making them at home. But yeah. like with regular turmeric, um, it gets really like chalky and it doesn't dissolve in in stuff in I like put milk? it in the blender. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Um I my experience with golden milk. Oh, and also I haven't talked about this, but I also made um Shiva Roses rose oh, you latte. Made it? I made it twice and with it the was rose water? Yes. It was good? No. no. But here's the reason. I made it when I was on whole 30 so I couldn't sweeten it in any way. Mm. And the same with the turmeric milk. So that stuff unsweetened is just rough you need honey yeah. you need honey yeah. or stevia or something so i'm gonna try it again with the sweet with like some stevia and see if it if yeah. i like it like that but both of those i made in the blender and i think it made a oh, bit of a difference sense. yeah especially with floral flavors like rose you need sugar or something yeah because it it's so bitter as yeah. well as floral and just like that heavy like coconut milk like oh, it just yeah. gives you like a headache Oh, because it was coconut milk like out of a can, that type of coconut yeah, milk? Yeah, that's the only type you can rough. have on, yeah. on, on Whole30. Whole yeah. But then I would like, so then for the the rose water one, I made it with um, half almond milk because there's I have like an approved almond milk. So okay. half that and half the coconut milk and that was a little bit better, but it still really needed some sweetener. That was what was missing from that one. Well, now you can do it. Now I can do it. I want to try it. I like that. I, I love rose water flavor as long as it's in, you know, uh 
a small proportion. Yeah. So I feel like I would like that. It was good. Um, all right, guys. Uh, I think that's it for the podcast this week. Yeah, um, I think that's everything. Please uh, tell your friends to listen to this podcast. Um, oh, I've never we've never said this before, but you guys, you share it on social media too. We are not good at social media, so if <laughs> any of our listeners, you know, tweet about yeah. us or something. Yeah, I don't know. yeah that's a good idea. Uh, I was listening to another podcast and they said that. I was like, oh yeah, that's a good thing to say. Yeah, to tell your friends, tweet about it, get the word out, help us get the word out about um, our podcast. Yeah, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll keep you posted on our um, journey to the goop. Uh, what is it called? In goop health. In goop health. Will we get um, there this year? Probably not. Probably not. We're going to try. But we'll try. Um, all right. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 